0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary. Pull up a chair and put down your chips. It's time for a tabletop roulette. Today's game is... I'm sorry, did you say Street Magic? By Karo Assertion. A cooperative city building game that we're going to use to develop a city for urban shadows. You can call me Andy, because that's my name, my pronouns are he and him, and you can find me on Twitter at AndyLion92.
1: Hi, my name is Ashley. My pronouns are she, her, and you can find me on Twitter at anxiousrobots.
2: Hi, I'm Landon. My pronouns are he, him, and you can find me on Twitter at occasionalgm.
3: Hi, my name is Marquez. I use he, him pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at MarquezTheGM.
4: Hi, I'm Mike or Michael, and my pronouns are they, them.
5: Hi, my name is Zeke, and I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at Hayden Ezekiel VA. Uh,
0: So, myself... And Marquez have already declared compasses. Who would like to go next?
2: For my compass, I want to do Urban Legends. Okay. Ooh, I like that.
0: Okay. So since you have declared our third compass, that means you get to add the first card to it, which can be either a neighborhood, a resident, or a landmark.
2: I know I want to do a landmark, but let me do a quick look at what we have already. Okay, so we are vivid, jagged, hungry, cluttered, newer city, boomtown on the rise. I could go full Kingdom Hearts. It's a, it's a stairway that has different number of stairs each way.
0: Except the guy's really just is bad at math.
2: I actually like kind of doing something like that though, for like something that seems innocuous, but has, like, a rumor that there's something a little, a little funny going on with it. Ooh, um, there is a, a shop of some sort that the door only ever appears if you're coming from the West. What, do we, what should I name this shop? Because I'm about to just steal other people's shops' names. I'm thinking it's a bookshop. What's a cute bookshop name? Moonset. Because technically the moon also sets in the West like the sun does. Oh, there we go. All right. There's the bookshop moonset that people aren't sure actually even really exists because if you Google it, you can't find it and you have to be walking from the West for the door to appear. Okay. Landmarks each have a title an address and a true name, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Title, just like a neighborhood, each landmark should have a common name. So moonset is our common name. An address, if this feels appropriate, this can be a literal address after all, but it could also be something more poetic. Can the address be like walking from the west as the moon? Is it something like the name is really on point? Like you have to be walking from the west as the moon sets to find it? You tell me what the
0: address is, however you want to define it.
2: Okay, it's always at street level when you're walking from the west and the moon is setting. Because it's part of why it's an urban legend. Nobody knows exactly where it is.
0: Okay, so is this something, like, you don't necessarily even, like, it, similar to that cafe we established last time, like, it kind of seems like it changes location almost?
2: I think the shop itself, like, okay, I'm going to get a bit more technical here past the urban legend. The shop itself doesn't change location. The entrance into the shop does. Um, It's kind of like the door is magicked and therefore you have to meet certain criteria to be able to find the door to begin with. Gotcha. So the shop itself's probably in, let's see, what do we have? We have downtown, we have campus town, the boroughs. I feel like the shop itself, even though the boroughs is mostly residential, it's probably hidden somewhere back in those winding streets and alleys of the boroughs, which is part of why they magicked the doors,
0: because it's just really annoying to get to. Okay, so what are you thinking for the true name for this shop? What's some flowery poetic language to describe it?
2: Um, let's see, there is the smell of dust between pages. You can't always find what you're looking for, but you can often find something very close. And the employees are very secretive. There's kind of this sense of you don't exchange identities here.
0: I like it. Okay, is there anything else you want to tell us? Or does anybody have any questions or anything they want to add about the Moonset Bookshop?
3: How how annoyed do you think wizards get trying to find this place or getting something that they need
2: i don't think they get that annoyed because i think they actually know the ritual and they're probably parts of the ones who like so in like the only consistent thing in the urban legend is that you it's a door that only appears if you're coming from the west as the moon is setting But there's like different versions of this legend where it's like, oh, but first you have to go in a circle to the left five times. And like there's a bunch of silly components that get added to this legend. Whereas like if you know, you know. Okay. So getting somebody to tell them for the first time is probably very annoying.
0: Okay. So does anybody else have another card they want to add under Urban Legends?
1: I got a resident, but can a resident not be humanoid? Is that an option?
0: Uh, can you explain that a little bit more?
1: So I when we started talking bookstore and like kind of another location that's hard to navigate, I imagine this idea of like, an urban legend. I kind of imagine this idea of like a cat, like a stray cat that doesn't look particularly distinct. But if you follow this specific stray cat, they will take you to some of these like harder to find weird locations. And technically the cat lives at Moonset. And this kind of has like a curled up spot. And this is just like urban legend of, oh, there's this one cat. And if you follow this one cat, it will take you to all these secret magical places. It'll take you to the place you need to go.
0: I love that cat. That cat is a resident of my heart. Oh. So yes, I am going to make an executive ruling that that cat is an official resident of West Bay, Washington. Does this cat have a name?
1: I like Baxter. Landon has sent a picture of a cat that has a line down its face and half of its face is orange and half of its face is black. And it has a blue eye on the black side and an amber eye on the orange side. And I agree. That's what this cat looks like.
0: We will post that cat on our Twitter when this episode goes live. And this is me putting that into the episode so that I remember to look back at the cat Landon posted.
1: He's a good cat, and his name is Baxter, because I don't know
0: why. Okay, so let's see. I am pulling up the rules about creating residents.
1: Gotta describe the the resident briefly. Done. They have a true name, which I kind of almost want to make a cat's joke about in that, you know, he has the name humans call him, and he has his true name, and he has a secret Jellico cat name.
0: Uh, so with a resident, a true name is generally like a scene or a vignette. We've sort of gotten away from that when we did them in the past, where it's more of just like a description of them. So, like, what is Baxter's sort of daily life like? What makes him unique from the presumably loads of other cats in the city?
1: I think Baxter generally lives in between, like, different places that can only appear in certain ways. Like, he stays at the Moonset uh, bookstore and I forgot what we named the diner. Uh, The Witching Hour. Yeah, yeah. He kind of wanders between those sorts of places. And, you know, people who frequent them will, like, give him pets and food. And he's kind of, like, a recognized staff member in their eyes. And as he travels between those places, he might pick up someone who's wandering, who might be looking for one of those places, but not know they're looking for one of them. And get that person's attention and kind of lead them there for the first time if they don't have a human to guide them. Love it. He's a good boy.
0: Baxter's pronouns, are they he, him, or?
1: I think he's a tomcat. He is a he, him.
0: All right. Uh, Is there anything else we want to establish about Baxter? Or anything else you want to add about him? Or any questions people have?
2: How does Baxter feel about pets? Like, getting pet.
1: Um, I think he is a little... Baxter loves pets, but he has to be at one of his, like, normal spots or guiding you. You can't just call him over for scritches. You need to be in one of his comfy spots, or he has to have chosen you to go into one of his comfy spots.
0: Good to know. Baxter likes pets, but only on his own terms.
2: He's a cat. (laughs) Hey, some cats are like, yes, please love me. And some cats are like, no, you never get to touch me ever. Yeah, Baxter is like
1: that. You can touch him if you need him, or if you're in one of his regular spots.
0: Okay. Uh, Who has another card they want to add under our Urban Legends compass? I have one. What you got for us?
3: I would like to create another landmark. Uh, kind of in opposite to moonset i'm going to name this place american magic surplus Uh, and that's magic m-i-g-i-c-k-e obviously uh and this place is a magic store that is selling things on the cheap it is completely devoid of the masquerade so it it's basically if you are a mortal, you kind of think of it as just like your weird apothecary slash like prestidigitation magic stuff. You can buy like you know herbs there. You can, but it's all very corporate <laughs> just to buy into this whole jagged, hungry town thing. So it's like. Whereas Moonset is, like, your... Ah, uh, you don't get what you want, but you get what you need type place. This place is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here you go. You got five bucks. Cool. Great. Here you go. Out the
0: door. So is this place, like, to mortals, is this place the equivalent of, like... I don't know how else to describe it except for the uh, pot shops that sell everything except for a pot.
3: I mean, if you, if you know what to buy... I mean, they'll sell you magic things, but yeah, to mortal, to mortals, definitely. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like, oh, you could buy a a bong.
2: Is it bad that I'm imagining like
3: a glorified Halloween spirit? It you it, that is not <laughs> bad. That is accurate.
0: Yeah, I'm imagining like Halloween spirit crossed with like I don't know. There's, like, shops here in my hometown, I'm not gonna dox myself here, but uh, shops here in my (laughs) town that are, like, they sell weed accessories, and you know that, like, if they could legally sell weed, they would, but they can't.
2: Yeah, and it's specifically you're not allowed to say the B word. There are signs in there that say you don't say the B word. (laughs) Yeah. I think those are called head shops.
3: That's the word. They definitely wouldn't sell you like a book of spells, but they'd sell you all the ingredients you would need that would be in a book of spells.
0: Gotcha. So, what is the true name of this place? Uh, I think I
3: maybe sterile. I'm, I'm avo- I want to avoid big box because it's not it because it, it is it. it
2: is it too bright? Like, what comes to my mind is way too bright.
3: Yes. Uh, like, this is not, uh, yeah, this place is definitely uh, doesn't have the shadows part of urban shadows. Uh, definitely uh, a bright, sterile place for all your magic needs uh, and very capitalist.
0: <laughs> I can dig it. Anything else we want to add? Because I feel like I've got a pretty good idea of this place already.
1: I just want to make a joke. About, I'm imagining, like, really, like, elitist magic users. Like, oh, I would never go in there. And, like, poor student magic users like, yeah, well, some of us don't got a choice.
0: It's
3: magic Ikea. Yeah. <laughs> like, some of us can't afford the the dark price you pay to get a book from
0: Moonset. Excuse you.
5: There's an as-seen-on-TV aisle.
0: I love it. You don't buy a wand, it's... Like, it's got an umlaut over the A, even though that's just not how umlauts work.
2: (laughs) There are a bunch of just those slightly off-brand things. Oh, I love this place. I hate it, but I love it.
0: Okay, let's go on to our next card under Urban Legends. Does anybody have something that's sprung to their mind? I believe we've got Zeke, Mike, and me left. So... Mike or Zeke, do either of you have a card? I want to see what you all have before I throw mine out there, but if not, I can go ahead and put mine on the board.
5: Uh you you can go ahead. I'm trying to disentangle some wires back here while I'm lis- while listening in discreet. So, um
0: just you can go ahead. Okay, so I am going to go ahead and add a resident. Her name, depending on who you ask, is either Miss Margaret, Miss Margie, or if you know her particularly well, uh, some people just call her Margie. Most people put the Miss in front out of a sign of respect. She is essentially your quintessential little old lady that lives in the burrows. She has, like, what people know most about her is that she has what is essentially a community garden in both her front and backyards, where if you need something, you can come up and just take it. But the rule is that if you take something, you have to plant something. And it's not like strictly enforced, but everybody knows that this is a thing. So like, even if you don't plant something right, then it generally like most, at least decent people are going to feel guilty until they go back and sort of pay their tax. And there are rumors that float around about her that she is a garden witch, whether she is or not is unconfirmed. But that's the sort of legend that hangs around her.
2: Where does she live? Sorry, that might have been said and I just, like, missed it.
0: Uh, she's got a house in the burrows. Nice. Just because that feels like the type of place that she'd fit in.
1: Would general care for the garden, maybe not directly planting something, but like weeding stuff and helping water and care for it also count towards your payment.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's not necessarily something that it's like a one for one thing, but like, it's very much just in the mindset of like, give something back and sort of pay it forward. So if you're doing something to help other people in relation to the garden, I think that basically counts. So her vignette would definitely be just like her in one of those big, like classic old lady sun hats out in the garden with like probably two or three of the neighborhood kids helping her out. And, like, somebody comes up and she hands them, like, a cucumber and then they crouch down and help her start weeding. And, like, don't get me wrong, she's got, like, tomatoes and cucumbers and stuff like that. She also grows, like, some stranger things that you don't normally think of as being, like, typical garden fare. that may or may not be, like, potion ingredients. So, yeah, that is... Miss Margaret, Zeke or Mike, which one of you would like to add a card to this compass?
5: Uh, I can.
0: Okay, what you got for us?
5: I want to put down a neighborhood. Um, So this is kind of inspired from where I live, but there is like a section of town. I guess this would be our downtown, but since this is like a, this is like a coastal city, yeah? Like a port city because of the high tides thing with Old Broker. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like to establish the Uncanny Coast, um, which is basically tourist trap central um, for like all things like spooky, like ghost stories, things like that. There's a bunch of like ghost tours in the area. There's a bunch of urban legends and myths over there. Um, there's a bunch of small like pop up shops that are just trying to like get. People to buy their stuff when they come to visit, and it's and it's still like it's a fairly um, affluent area, not nearly as much as the cam- as campus town, but like enough because they, uh, but just enough to be like uh, impressive, I guess. I don't know, but it's like right on the uh, coast of the city, like just on one stretch of the coast.
0: So I gotta ask. Is yeah. any of this like spooky stuff, is it legit or is it all fake or is it a mix of the two?
5: I would probably say more of a mix of the two. Um I think like a like a maybe like three fourths of it is all bullshit. Like, just um, just trying to get people to come down, buy tickets for tours, like, do all of these things. But I think that there are some that have a little bit of truth into them, and I wouldn't uh, put it past some people uh, more in tune with the more supernatural side of the city uh, to try and capitalize off of uh, this area of town because of it.
0: Alright, so what is the true name of this neighborhood? What's the sort of... Poetic description.
5: I'd say probably maybe like smoke smoke and mirrors, I guess. Like I think that would be a good way to describe because it, it's less like like luring people in. Uh like a lot of I don't know. I'm like smoke and mirrors. What's another what's other ways that I can describe this? Like it's hmm. I'm trying to think of like more poetic y ways that to just describe a tourist trap capitalist nightmare.
0: Is it, like, good-natured trickery? Because it doesn't feel necessarily malicious, just no. sort of...
5: It's, it's people looking to make a buck, and it's people looking to provide entertainment to people. Some people, maybe, to provide entertainment to keep their, uh, pr- keep prying eyes away from the actual shit going down in the city. So I think maybe just, like, yeah, like, good-natured trickery, um...
0: A facade of entertainment.
5: Yeah, 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 I like that. A facade of entertainment.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. I do not know what the fuck I did here. To Mike, I believe that leaves you with the last card under urban legends. Yes, I was thinking of adding
4: a uh, landmark to downtown. A uh, there's an urban legend that there's a basically if you the same way that you know you can take the right or wrong turns and end up in the the market in the boroughs or end up at the diner or the bookstore. There's there's a place in downtown where you can take the wrong turn and no one will ever see you again. You'll hit sections of the city that seem abandoned and you know just as uh, cramped and jagged and cluttered as the rest of the city, but you just gradually stop seeing signs of life. And it's just buildings. It's just empty streets and signs that seem to lead you in circles. And most of the time, people don't make it back out of there. Uh, The city eats them, for lack of a better word.
0: I love that. I'm not sure what to call it. Can I propose the mouth or the maw? Toads?
5: The maw. I like the maw.
0: Yeah, that totally works. Okay, so what is the true name of the maw? I think it's... Empty streets and lightless windows, a hollow
4: breeze through the buildings and the feeling that they're starting to close in on you more than the normal claustrophobic feeling that the city already has. I love it. Very Magnus Archives. Yeah, I was definitely thinking of like the lonely.
0: <laughs> nice. Okay, is there anything else about the ma that we want to talk about or questions about it? Is
3: it like, So no one's ever come out of it.
0: I think some
4: people have to make it out. Otherwise, no one would know that it's happening. You know, how would you tell the difference between, oh, somebody just, you know, normally went missing? But it's got to be like, low or either they had some kind of power and could find their way out or they weren't just by themselves like you you need help or you need to already know what's happening
3: is there like specifics of what they see or is it just like you it's like you're downtown and then you're you're always downtown
4: (laughs) um there's got to be a warning sign because i think that's always kind of important for like liminal spaces is the idea that there is something you might've missed it, but there's always something that tells you you're about to make that wrong turn. So there's almost this sense of like, it can't just reach out and grab you. You have to make a mistake. Um, so probably like there's, Oh, I know it is. There's a street that isn't on like the actual maps of the city. And if you turn down that street, it's on, you've, You've walked into the mall, and people that live in the city know that if you see, you know, I don't know, Beach Street or something on the sign, they know that our city doesn't have one of those, and you don't go down that street.
3: Sick. Love
0: that so much. Okay, Landon, as the creator of this compass, you get to create an event about it, so... Just to remind everybody, uh, your event should be related to the compass that you set at the beginning of the round or to a card played during the round. Uh, On your turn, describe the event in a sentence or two, then choose the one card on the table it most closely relates to. Something has changed in the community. What is it? Explain how it relates, and then everybody gets to interact with it.
2: A college student got chased off campus into the mall. And they've come back out unscathed. That's the rumor on the street. Word on the street.
0: Nice. Okay, Marquez, would you like to ask a question, state a consequence, or what was the other one?
2: State an opinion.
0: Yes. Ask a question, state an opinion, or show a consequence of this event.
3: Yeah, I'd like to show a consequence, and that is that that student is in fact a a ooh, a physicist, a physics student, and they are determined to find out the physics of the maw science. So they are now on the hunt for to find where the maw will show up to see if there's any string theory pattern to it or and if it's an extra-dimensional entity,
0: love it, Zeke. Would you like to state an opinion, ask a question, or show a consequence?
5: Ah, uh, I think I'm gonna do another consequence. Um, I think, I think after it, like the word gets around that this kid made it out completely unscathed. Like that normally doesn't happen. Normally, if you make it out of the mall, you make it by the skin of your teeth. I think that maybe they try and, like, investigate the hell out of this kid, maybe force him to go back into the Maw, trying, like, different factions, trying to see, like, what makes this kid so special as to why he's not being just completely devoured or completely, like, eviscerated by this Maw. So there's a bunch of groups just really interested in this particular kid now.
0: All right. I'm up next. So... I will give a third consequence, just because consequences are fun. And my brain naturally goes to, if one kid got in and out, there's going to be a bunch of other kids that are trying to do it. So my consequence is that it's sort of become... I don't want to say, like, a viral challenge, but, like, something in that vein. And, like, there's been a rash of, like, disappearing kids and teens since that happened. Next up, Ashley, would you like to state an opinion, ask a question, or detail a consequence?
1: You totally had the same consequence idea as me. So I'm going instead say, an opinion. A lot of members of the supernatural community think this student who escaped might have unknowingly had some help, and whoever unbeknownst to the student helped them was purposely trying to cause at least one of these consequences to happen.
0: All right. And last but not least, Mike, would you like to ask a question, state an opinion, or state a consequence? I will ask a question.
4: If this ma is eating people, What is it feeding? Ooh,
0: I love that question. And then to finish us off, Landon, you get to give a second opinion on the event.
2: Okay, so I still get to ask a question, state an opinion, or show a consequence first
0: and then do that? Or, Uh, I think so. We didn't do that before, but if you've got one that you want to... Uh, Yeah, the player who
2: declared the event is the last player to take on a voice of the city. And this way they have the last word on the event as well as this round's compass.
0: Okay, yeah, then we messed it up before, but we'll continue it the right way now.
2: I mean, I could be wrong.
0: No, I think you're right.
2: I would like to ask a question. And that question is, who is now protecting the student?
0: That is a very good question.
2: With the fact that it's gone viral, there's footage of the inside of the mall now.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that's fine.
2: That's fine.
3: Back at it again on Beach Street.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, remember to smash that motherfucking like button if you. Yo, it's your boy, Landon here, and <laughs> today we're gonna go into the mall.
0: Gonna take the "Don't Die on Beach Street" challenge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Compass Four. I believe that leaves, let's see, Ashley, have you made one yet?
1: I haven't, but I really have no idea. I was hoping to get away with where we have four compasses being like, oh, no, I don't know. Sorry, too late.
0: Well, I was just asking because we've got Ashley, Mike and Zeke left to go.
5: I think I might have a direction I want to point the compass. What's that? I think, so, one of the, uh, descriptors that we chose for the town is hunger. So, I'd like to explore what are, like, what's, what are, like, the indulgences of the town, both, like, like, just what people hunger for in this town. I think I'd like to zero in on that.
0: All right. And what is the first card you would like to add under this compass?
5: I think there is a casino in the uncanny on the in the uncanny coast. Um, I think that it's a casino where people like it's it's the very uh, stereotypical like, oh, man, I'm trying to remember like the when you get in there, you don't notice how much time passes uh, and you then you just lose track of the world around you lose track of time you could spend you can spend however long in there um and not realize
3: the lotus eaters
5: yeah, yeah 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 that's what it is yeah essentially it's essentially like a lotus eaters type of place and yeah that's the landmark that I'd like to
0: place all right do you have a name for this casino and a true name
5: that's a good question um What's a good casino name? I'm not sure. I do not really know <laughs> what I want to name this. I'll be real. I am willing to accept any kind of suggestions because I'm not sure what to name this. this I didn't get this far.
2: Uh, it could just be like the beachfront or something like that. That's true.
5: It could just be like
2: play off the being on the beach.
5: Yeah, like the beach. Uh, just the beachfront casino. I think is. Plenty fine. I think for a true name, I think, um, I think like the Lotus Eaters, uh, time stops, like as though you are, your brain like turns to molasses in there. You're, you're like, you don't, you just don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like more poetic types of way to describe it. I'm not good at words. I mean, it doesn't
0: have to be poetic. I, that's just how it tracks in my brain.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just um losing track of time, getting fucked up, um, betting it all, I think, would be good ways to describe it.
0: Okay. Uh who has another card they want to add to the indulgences of the town?
1: I kinda wanna make a bar crawl. I'm trying to decide if that's a landmark or somehow part of the neighborhood.
0: I could see it being sort of a neighborhood in a loose sense of the word if there's just like a section of town that has a bunch of bars in it
1: oh what if there's like because we have not established any geography really like between the college campus and downtown there's a bunch of cheap bars and like there is a bar crawl associated with said cheap bars um, oh, actually, I know there was a street in Memphis where, like, they had a special deal with the city that at a certain time at night, the street was no longer city properly, but belonged to, like, the Association of Bars. So you could walk outside with your drinks because we live in America. And open container laws. And basically, as long as all the bars had final call at 2 a.m. on that street, you had this period of time where you could walk between the bars with like open containers and it's no issue and no cars came down. I want that neighborhood in between downtown and the college campus.
0: Okay. Uh, Do you have a name and a true name?
1: Oh, God. I have a true name. I'm trying to think of a proper name. The true name was given to it by college students, which is Puke Alley because it's where you (laughs) bar crawl. That's hilarious. I'm trying to think of the true name, which they probably try and make it sound nicer than that. The hill. And the whole point of the challenge is to bar... It's all built on a hill, and you have to bar crawl uphill, literally.
2: I hate that I love this.
0: I would do this. So... You all may notice I'm trying to move just a teensy bit faster because I didn't realize how many compasses we've got. That wasn't a call-out, that was just me acknowledging that I'm moving on without asking as many questions.
1: No, that's fine. I also honestly assumed we were doing four compasses.
0: Uh, yeah, we may have to do some sort of off-screen, but in the meantime... Let's see, who's got another card they want to throw into Indulgences of the Town?
3: I have a card that I would like to place. What's that? Uh, it is a Landmark, and it is a a very high-end restaurant. Uh, this is where the Muckety Mucks go to eat. Uh, five-star Michelin-rated restaurant. Uh, custom chefs i am giving it the name the Queen's sacrifice it is got like a very subtle chess motif and i want to give it the true name of the best food for the worst of society
0: that is possibly the most evocative sentence we've come up with yet i love that so much
3: And I'm sure if you're a vampire, you could probably get human blood there. Just saying, if you're rich enough.
5: Ah, yes, this O negative pairs very nicely with my steak.
0: Yes, both bloody. All right, so let's see. We've got two landmarks and a neighborhood so far. Does anybody have any residents they want to throw under indulgences of the town?
2: Yes, I'm working on generating a name. Oh, okay. Because I went down a rabbit hole. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Uh, So I would like to introduce uh, Lena Pavia. I dropped the spelling in the chat. She lives... I'm going to say she's downtown. I think she's on the north side of downtown. Kind of close-ish to the hill. But she's still firmly in downtown. And um, she is the person who is in majorly involved in getting like your alcohol permits your zoning permits um she is most definitely not human but that's probably not well known outside of the supranational community and she can definitely be bribed but it's very much a sure I'll get you the I'll get you through the human red tape but you got to do a little bit of something else for me too
0: i've always thought the people working at the dmv were fey.
2: Maybe. Okay, one second. I'm looking for what else I need to tell you about a resident. Uh, I imagine that she has an office that's near where she lives in downtown. Um, or maybe maybe she's attributed, she's attributed to downtown because her office is there. Nobody's really sure where she lives, intentionally so. And kind of for her true name, so to speak, I imagine her being very... Um, she's very aggressive, but not necessarily in a physical sense. It's in that demeanor and how she holds herself, how she approaches conversations and deals. She has a lot of friends and a lot more enemies, but she gets what she says she'll get done
0: done. All right. So let's see. Who else hasn't gone under indulgences of the town? I think it's you and Mike. Yes. You got anything, Mike, or should I try to come up with something? I have an idea for resident. I'm also doing the finding a name thing. All right.
2: Names, they're hard.
4: Yes.
0: A uh, question, because I don't have our lines and veils up at the moment. I don't know if, like, sex work was on anybody's. If it was, message me and I will cut this out. Because if it wasn't, I would like to put in a neighborhood that's not not really a red light district per se, but like a neighborhood where you know you'll be taken care of, if that makes sense. Like it's not necessarily like seedy and what you generally think of from that type of media or from like the media's depiction of like that type of thing it's just like this is where the people go that need or want to do this type of thing and like this is i don't know i may cut all that out and think of something else
1: okay because when you said that i was thinking like less amsterdam red light district where you literally have like the women dancing in the windows and more like love hotels where you kind of go into an establishment that you know what they're offering deal
0: yeah i don't know i'm still thinking about what i want to add to the list i had like half an idea and then it kind of dropped off and went away
1: i mean as long as it's no one's line their veil i think you know admitting that a town has sex workers and having a safe place for them to work is a good idea
2: yeah i'm personally fine with that and i i like ashley's description of it a bit more um yeah i'm down to clown
0: okay does anybody have a name for this sort of neighborhood or section of town i suppose cupid street i like it i actually i don't think that really tracks as a full neighborhood but i'm gonna put it in as a landmark instead So, Cupid Street is on the south side of town. The true name I'm going to give it is, uh, Sidelong Glances. I'm gonna... I don't know that. I feel like this phrase has, like, some bad connotations because of where it came from. But I'm gonna put down, uh... Don't ask, don't tell, in the sense that, like, if you see somebody you know in that area, like, if they, like, you don't talk about it.
2: A discreet might be. Yeah. Or discretion.
0: Yeah. Sidelong glances, extreme discretion. Like, I don't want to put, like, a veil of, like, wrongness over this, but, like, It's viewed as something private and, like, not that people are ashamed of it. You just don't bring it up. Because I want to be very clear, this isn't, like, exclusively sex work either. There's, like, all kinds of people down here. This is just, like, where you know whatever it is that you need, this is where you go to get it.
5: Maybe, like, private intimacy?
0: Yes. Like, you've got your places where you know you can go to do business. This is... Whatever your definition of pleasure is, this is where you go and you know you can find it. Is everyone okay with that? Because if not, I can delete it and come up with something else.
5: Uh, That's fine with me.
0: I'm all right with it. I'm good. Good for me. Okay. And then, Mike, did you come up with a name for your resident yet? Yes, I did. So what I was thinking was a
4: proprietor for that. A casino in the Uncanny Coast, the beachfront casino. A a Celia Campbell, uh, she her, who runs the casino, and everyone's pretty sure that she's human. But when people
0: rack up, uh, sorry, you were cutting out real bad on my end. What could you like start that over again, please? Oh yeah, sure. Um,
4: So I was thinking the. Uh, The resident I would make would be the proprietor of the beachfront casino, a uh, woman by the name of Celia Campbell. And she's known, like when people rack up debts, they can't pay back traditionally at the casino. She's known to offer alternative deals that people can make. Um, I think nobody's quite sure if she's human or not. But, like, the deals are binding in more than a contractual sense. And they are very, very rarely for money once you get to that point.
0: All right. I like her a lot. Uh, I should have asked uh, she, her pronouns. Yes. Okay. So what is her scene like? Like, what's a good snapshot of her life? We'd see
4: Celia in her office, which, you know, at the beachfront, which would have some cameras covering the floor, uh, as well as like an intercom to talk to people. And and just as she's sending uh, a pair of, you know, quote unquote, security guards out to um throw someone out who's winning too much or who they think is cheating um she calls someone else in and it's a a really like sort of desperate and bedraggled guy somebody who who spent all of their uh earnings at whatever the town's boom industry is which i think we haven't really actually touched on yet but somebody who spent all of their earnings there at the casino and has racked up a debt way higher than they could pay and, you know, is, is desperate not to be the uh, the next person who the security guards at the casino's, you know, br- whose legs get broken. And he's talking about how he'll, he'll do anything to pay back off this debt. And we, like, the scene doesn't, doesn't show what she asks, but the camera just kind of lingers on a very predatory smile as she, like, steeples her fingers, and then it cuts away. But yeah, to kind of show her basically like a snippet of what, her running the place in the background looks like
0: all right i can dig it i like her a lot and already have some plans so i'm sorry i forgot who came up with this compass was it zeke
5: that would be me hi sorry my mic would not come off mute for some reason but i am here
0: you're good uh so as the creator of the compass you get to create an event now something dealing with the indulgences of the town. Or one of the cards that we put underneath it.
5: Yeah, Um uh, hmm, this is tough. I think I think someone important has been stuck in the casino for like literal years., um, but I, d- I don't know who that would be. I, and there like there are groups just trying to get them out. Um, but they don't want to leave. I think that's kind of what I want my event to be, but I don't know who that would be per se. I just- I- I don't know. I'm- I'm trying to, like, figure something out. Maybe, like, they're in- they got stuck into, like, a messy contract with Celia.
0: So when you say stuck in the casino, are you thinking literally, like, they just never leave?
5: Yeah, like, they haven't- they have never- they haven't left the casino in quite some time. And- Whether or not that is of their own volition or whether or not it's someone's, I guess, like, machinations at work, whether it's Celia's work, whether it's, uh, Celia's doing, whether it's someone else on the inside, uh, that's unknown, but they have been stuck in there for a very long time.
0: What if it's someone, like, a politician or, like, a mayoral candidate, maybe?
5: Ooh, yeah, okay. Bad with names. Um, but, yeah, like, uh mayoral candidate for the city that has been, like, stuck in the casino for a very long time and can't seem to find a way out Some for some reason? Question mark?
0: I think that works. So I am going to go first, putting out an opinion that Celia has some sort of magical hold over him in exchange like he sold something off in order to like be guaranteed to win the upcoming election. I dig it. All right, Ashley, would you like to state an opinion, ask a question, or state a consequence?
1: I think a consequence of this mayoral candidate being very literally stuck in a casino but kind of tied up in one of the city's vices is you have one of those moral superiority candidates now running against him. And the moral superiority candidates against all of said vices that we've just gone over. And might not be the biggest fan of the supernatural community either.
0: All right. Definitely makes sense. Mike, would you like to ask a question, state an opinion, or state a consequence? I think I'd like to ask a question if
4: it's um i guess that question would be like what exactly did this candidate sell to celia like i understand it's uh in some sense it's his freedom but like what is she getting out of
0: that like why did she accept the deal yeah all right landon you're up next
2: i have another question If he can't leave, how is his campaign still so popular with the populace?
0: These are some good questions. Marquez, what you got for us?
3: Uh, I think I would like to state an opinion, which is that I think that the other members of the magical community want to move against the... uh, the casino because you're not supposed to get involved in mortal politics.
0: Very valid. And Zeke, would you like to wrap us up with a question, opinion, or consequence?
5: Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to slap down, uh, another opinion on the board. So I think that there are certain people, especially in the supernatural community that believe that, The reason, like, that, why, like, this guy is still so successful or have such a, like, powerful trail behind him is he's getting help from the outside. And they're, uh, they're not entirely sure who, but I don't know if it spells, they don't know if it spells good for the city.
0: Gotcha. And then would you like to give us a second perspective on this event?
5: Okay, um okay okay maybe um with the amount of people that are effectively disappearing into this casino and the amount of people that are disappearing into the maw there are starting to become rumors that the two are connected in some way does that work i don't know if that's
0: i don't know if it's how it's intended to be used but i love the hell out of it so
5: okay i'll allow it all right sick
0: Okay, so that brings us to an end on compass number four. I want to ask, like, the two people that have not created compasses yet, do either of you want to create one, or do we want to sort of call city creation there? Because, like, if you all want to create them, I'm totally down with that. But don't feel pressured to, because we've done a lot of city creating, and I'm pretty sure this game is usually... Done with a smaller group than this? Probably.
4: Um, I I did at least want to point the compass at, like, the actual oil boom of the city. Okay. Because we really haven't, like, it's there, but we've not really talked much about
0: it. My suggestion, sorry, Ashley, what were you going to say?
1: Oh, I was going to say, I'm okay not doing another compass, but hey, another compass.
0: Well, my suggestion was going to be if we didn't want to do, like, as formal of a round, just sort of discussing, like, what's kind of been left hanging or left unsaid, which would include the oil boom. But that's up to you all. If you want to do another actual round, we've got time to do that.
5: Uh, I actually kind of like the idea of just kind of throwing things out there that we haven't covered. So then that way... I don't know I, I think that that's I think that's a good idea, but I don't know what everybody
4: else wants. I mean that's fine by me. I just wanted to get like a neighborhood out for it
0: oh yeah, for sure. what have you got in mind for it? um
4: I was thinking of making the like the actual oil fields sort of a neighborhood um so it's it's somewhere that like this is the this is what draws people into the town. this is where a lot of people make this is where the money. That fuels the town comes from basically and like it's good pay but dangerous and there's sort of like a you know if, if somebody was keen to look or cared more about safety than money they'd notice that there's an unsettling trend between how many people are getting hurt and the actual output of the oil fields almost as if like people getting hurt and getting chewed up by this place is what's causing it to produce more Um, to sort of play, you know, again into that uh, hungry as consumption aspect of the city. I like that so much.
1: I'm very happy you insisted on another compass. That's worth it.
0: All right. So who has stuff that they want to add under this compass? Or general stuff that we want to add or discuss or anything like that?
3: I I think something that we're missing a little bit is where the impoverished live. Uh, Because I know we mentioned that the boroughs are a residential area, but we didn't really mention whether or not that is, uh, you know, you got to have a, a poor part of the city because it's a city, And I I think if it's next to this oil uh, neighborhood, I think that, or in this oil neighborhood, I think that that's where the the poor live. They live near where, uh, you know, a factory is.
0: Yeah, that tracks very well off of real life. Do we have, like, a name for this section of town? Or do you want to literally lump it into that? oil fields neighborhood or is it like a separate section
3: I I think that you could if if that's okay it's just it, it is in that section you know it, you mentioned how the oil company does pay well but if you work there you probably don't live near it uh if you want a higher quality of life I mean you could if you want a short travel time but you don't want to live next to a place where oil is refined
0: are you good with that mike yeah, sure. Okay. So we've got the oil fields neighborhood where the money is made, but where the money does not remain. Is there other stuff people want to put out there in relation to the oil boom or anything else left unsaid or unanswered or unthought about? I forgot the true names of the oil fields.
4: Oh, yeah. Um, And they're going to be Black Beating Heart of the City and It's Your Money or Your Life.
5: (laughs) I love that a
0: lot. That Black Beating Heart of the City may... I keep saying my favorite sentence we've come up with yet, but that one's just... That's real fucking good.
3: I have a question that, that doesn't necessarily need to have a defining thing, but are there cryptids
0: here? That is a good question. How do we... Baxter
2: is a cryptid.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fair.
2: Baxter is a oh, god. The cutest cryptid ever seen. Um, he, he's so goofy. I mean, there's gotta be cryptids, right? Like, we yeah. the area of...
4: <laughs> Especially, like, if it's a boom town, there was stuff that lived here before we all showed up.
2: Oh,
5: yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. oh yeah.
0: Sounds good. So I just made a note that's just cryptids in all capital
1: letters. (laughs) Actually, I do have a question about that since it's a boom town. When you get out of the city, is it like going into other suburbs and then like rural farmland? Or are you like hitting pine barrens and like wilderness?
4: Oh, I think you just hit woods.
2: Yeah, I was imagining like pine barrens. Also, I like Pine Barrens, because Pine Barrens are so fucking scary. (laughs) They're creepy. They're so creepy, as someone who's worked in them. I feel like there's a big thing with, like, parents and their teenagers who have cars being like, you have to be back in city limits by, like, a certain time. Like, do not get caught out in the Pine Barrens at night.
0: Is there, like, something that happens in the Pine Barrens? Or is it just, like, generally don't be there at night? I think whatever used to live
4: where we put the city is out there and it's pissed off.
2: Also like like woods at night are just like really fucking creepy anyway. Oh yeah. It's so easy to get lost
0: too with you driving around them. Oh, if this is an oil like boom town, that means that like I don't know what they're called, but where like if you've ever been in like the middle of nowhere and they have like those big towers that just burn off the like natural gas underground
5: oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: i don't know if anybody else has seen those but you'll be like driving through the woods at like two in the morning and there's just these giant spurts of flame
2: that's terrifying i know what you're talking about now
0: it is legitimately the most terrifying thing when you're not expecting it
2: that's horrifying and as such i love it yes
0: and the people that are used to it are just like, oh, yeah, that's just the giant fires in the night sky. And you're like, what the fuck are you people talking about? You should not be used to this. Yeah, that's that's probably flare stacks. I'm going to look that up real quick. Uh, is there other stuff we want to go over now that my little mini-ren's done? Yes, that.
2: I feel like these have blown up nearby on more than one occasion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Since we're on this whole, the more people that die around our oil fields, the better they seem to be doing thing. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: I just had a weird supernaturally thought. Yeah, I
1: like supernaturally thought. Okay, so we're in, like, Pacific Northwest-ish, which is an area that, like, every year has, like, huge-ass fires. I know, I've been there. And... I'm like thinking that for some reason, despite these giant flames shooting into the air all the time, and the times there are all accents and stuff, the pine barrens have never really burned down. Like they've been set on fire, but they've never really burned down.
0: I, love I like this. it. <sighs> yes, I'm okay. I really I have want idea. to
2: play a tainted. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs>
0: Okay, before we get into that, does anybody have any last stuff to throw out about the city itself or the surrounding area?
1: Baxter's best boy. I want to know recording.
0: Okay. Last call before I stop recording and we use the rest of the time for character ideas or whatever we want to discuss about. I'm all good.
5: I am okie-dokie. Artic-tokie.
0: I'm good. Three, two, one. Be gay. Roll dice. An
1: LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.
0: If you liked what you heard, the easiest way to let us know is on Twitter, at TTRPGRoulette, or on the Discord that we have linked in our pinned tweet. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com ttrpgroulette, where you can get things like bonus character creation episodes, blooper reels, an exclusive art gallery, and so much more. Links to all of that are also in our show notes. Another way to show us some love is by giving us a review on your podcatcher of choice. If you leave a good review with something you want to hear me say on air, I'll do it as long as it's not offensive. And, of course, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. Today's game was I'm Sorry, Did You Say Street Magic? by Caro Assertion, which you can find online at cexcursion.itch.io. There's a link to that in the notes as well. Our music was created by Neil Martin, who you can find on Twitter, at BardicMartin. Our logo was created by Lee, who you can find on Twitter at the Law of Names or on his masks ap, otherwhere. Until next week, stay lucky.
5: Dice out.
4: Now, game. game.
5: This is a uh, fifth edition D actual play podcast.
4: Decla rolls her eyes. Don't just sighs at the amateur.
5: Casny wakes back.
4: <laughs> During points and laughs. You
5: find a potato.
4: I give you a very disapproving look.
1: <laughs> Express disdain is a counter.
4: Ghazni, help! Maybe we're just celebrating life.
5: Come on! Shut up! Yay, the power of imagination
4: is done fooling around.
5: My clothes are
4: innocent! Why you bastard?
5: Kasni sighs deeply. <laughs>
4: I ship it. Welcome to the dumb party. Blame ice. It's alright to blend into the night. Dawn is going naked. That sounds like an awful idea.
2: We left him alone for one day. Yeah, you just hear a
5: loud
4: DONG. Well that's not uh, ominous. Doesn't the sunset every single day? Yeah. No. We have a mystery to solve.
2: Next time on Four Fools and a Chair. Hasny? Viva! Dice out Now game.
5: Find us on iTunes and wherever else you get your podcasts.